You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Hey friends, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 211 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am your host, Laura Lummer, and here we are, the big pink month, October. This podcast will come out the first week of October, and I want to talk about what happens in October when we're on the other side of the pink wave, meaning we've already had a diagnosis, we're in treatment, we've had treatment, we're living with cancer. And I want to talk about an experience that I recently had, because I think a big part, well, I know a big part of our experience as survivors involves hearing other people's perceptions. And who knows where other people's perceptions come from, why they think what they think about people who have cancer, who've been through cancer, but that's not the problem. The problem comes in where we take someone else's perception and we think, oh, maybe I should feel like that. Maybe I'm not taking something seriously enough. Maybe I should feel worse or, yeah, that's right. I should feel like this and feel terrible and not being engaged in my life. There can be all kinds of ways we respond to other people's thoughts and perceptions. So in a minute, I'm going to share a story with you of something that happened with me. And I want to dig into what this means. First, before I ever do that, I want to let you know that we have finished pre-enrollment for the Becoming You program, and I'm very, very happy to say I'm excited to start with this group of women, and you can now join the Becoming You program at any time. It is open. It is waiting for you. It is a great program, and you can find it by going to thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash you, Y-O-U. Or go to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com, and go to coaching and support, and you will see the Becoming You program. This program is an eight-week experience, and it's going to take you from that place of not knowing really what you want in your life or why you're not making something happen in your life or how you even decide to make something happen in your life. And I'm going to guide you through that exact process and going from that place of the confusion and I don't know and overwhelming and indulgent emotions to really moving with confidence into understanding who you need to be and how you can get to the place where you want to be in life. So it's very cool. It's not about just, it's not setting goals and looking at tangibles, but it's really about you because changing your life committing to something, making something happen for you, deciding you're going to do something for yourself. It isn't about checking the boxes. It's about thinking in a new way and learning to live from that future version of you. I'll refer back to my favorite quote, that Albert Einstein quote that when I've read it, I've written it, I've posted it, I took a picture of it on my phone, I read it all the time. And it's that energy is everything. And that is it. 
And if you want to create a reality, you have to decide what it is, and then you have to match the frequency of that vibration. And when you do that, you cannot help but attract it to you because that is physics. Energy matches energy. Energy attracts energy. And in the Becoming You program, I show you how to do that. You get all the tools, you get office hours with me, you get coaching, and it is amazing. Okay, so go to the breastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash you and jump in. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Everybody starts at a different place and you will still get the whole entire program. So I'll see you there. Okay, let's talk a minute about what happened. So I love, 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 love spin classes. And it's something about, and I'm in a spin class, it's just so much energy. And if you love spin, you can totally feel me, right? The instructors are so motivating and they're excited. And, you know, in the saddle room, you have everybody from someone who looks like they spin for 12 hours a day every day to people who it's their first time on a bike. And I love that. I love that it's a place where you can come in and people can work at their own pace and do what's comfortable for them. I have to make modifications sometimes for me, and that's okay because when I'm in that room, that vibe is there, the energy is there, and I just feel healthy. And referring back to the quote I just shared with you about deciding what you want and then matching the frequency of that vibration, that's how I live my life. I live my life as a healthy person, a healthy, strong person, because that is everything I do is focused on that, including being in the saddle room, being in the vibe, pedaling to the beat, looking around, ear to ear smile on my face going, I'm here, I'm healthy, I'm pedaling. And no one in this room looks at me as anything other than someone who's working out with them. No one in this room looks at me and goes, oh, I think that lady has stage four cancer, right? They just look at me and they're like, yeah, we're just here having a great time. So I share that with you because I went to this spin class and I'm loving it. And I love the people that were there. And I met some new women that were there. And it was a, a class specific for breast cancer survivors. And the instructor was awesome. She was amazing. And she had been through an experience with someone she loved dearly of cancer herself. And she just was extremely supportive. And the whole experience was great. But something she said, and she said it a couple of times, as she was trying to be very inspirational and I think trying to create that vibe of this is a safe space and welcoming everybody there. And she kept saying, you can come here broken. You can be here broken and we'll all be broken together. And I got to tell you, I had a visceral reaction to that statement. Like I heard you can come here broken. It's okay. And in my gut, it just went like, what the hell? I'm not broken. What are you talking about? And, you know, that phrase was used a couple of times. And I thought to myself, mm, that just does not sit right with me. I am not broken. I am more alive than I think any other time in my life, especially everything that I've been through and how much that has made me look at every moment as a gift and just step into life and say, man, I don't know how short life is, but I'm going to make sure I make the most of it. And so I'm sitting here and I hear this phrase and it stuck with me. And I thought, what the heck? You know, don't, don't call me broken. <laughs> Stop it. Don't call me broken. I knew it was coming from the right place. I knew she was being very compassionate and she was really 
just saying what she felt. And I'm sure it had some reflection on her own experience. And that's why I say we hear things sometimes from other people's perspectives. And we have to be very careful not to absorb that energy, right? I'm not going to sit in this room and hear someone say, I know you're broken. It's okay. You can come here broken. And I'm going to think, oh, I should be broken. Mm -mm. That's not happening, right? I don't have to absorb that. Now, maybe that did resonate with some other people and, and definitely it resonated with the instructor herself. And as I said, I know it's coming from her heart and from a kind place, just trying to embrace everyone and make them feel safe. But I thought about this a lot. And I know that I have definitely worked with clients who hear other people's words or perceptions and then take that to heart and think, wow, maybe even I've heard this, maybe I'm in denial. Maybe I shouldn't be doing as much as I'm doing. You know, maybe I should feel worse about this. No, right? Someone else's perception, someone else's story, someone else's lens through which they see life has nothing to do with your story, has nothing to do with your journey. It is not yours to take in. And I think that's very important, especially as we're going through this month of October, when everyone's talking about pink and everyone's talking about warriors and everyone's talking about survivors. And that's all okay. And that's all good. And I think they're only saying it for motivational, inspirational, caring reasons. But if it doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to take it in right? You can leave it behind and let their perception, their view be for somebody else, be for them. It's okay. But if it doesn't fit your idea of you or what you want in your life, you don't have to take it with you. You just get to leave it right there where it is and you get to decide what you're going to be and who you are. I think that's super important to remember because, boy, October is one thing when you've never had breast cancer and all you're doing is looking at football teams wearing pink shoes and people doing 40-mile walks and you're thinking, wow, it's so powerful and it's so emotional and isn't that inspirational and wonderful? And it is, and it is all of those things. And I've done the 40-mile walk myself and I know a lot of my clients have done these things even after treatment to just like, we need to know, like you connect to that and say, you know, this makes me feel alive. Like I came back from cancer treatment and I was able to step in and do this thing and accomplish this physical thing. I think that can be an important part of people's healing. But the pink wave can also be very upsetting for a lot of survivors. And I think that that becomes upsetting, again, where we take it in and think it has to be ours. When you hear people say, oh, you got a free boob job, and you're thinking, you freaking removed my breast to save my life. I've got radiation burns. I have misshapen breasts. Maybe I'm missing one. Maybe I have no reconstruction. I'm scarred. They don't feel normal. They don't look normal, normal being the way they looked before. They don't feel natural. They're not the ones I was born with. They don't work like natural. And people say these things. And again, I don't think that there's maliciousness there, but we've got to be careful not to take it in. People don't know what they don't know, and it's okay. They don't need to know, right? You don't have to explain to every single human being 
the painful journey you've been through and why waste your energy doing that. More importantly, invest your energy into knowing where you're at and being confident with who you are and being confident to reach out and get whatever help and support you need. Your story is your own. Your journey is your own. And especially during this month, I think it's important to remember that. So let me go back to this idea of being broken. When I left that class, I'm telling you, that word, it was like it was like it had sticky tape on it or Gorilla Glue and it just stuck to my brain. I'm thinking, what is this broken thing? And so I actually looked it up. I did. I looked up, what, what, what does this mean when people say, I feel broken? Like, what is the dictionary definition of being broken? And here's what I found. So the Cambridge Dictionary says that when a person is broken, it means that they have suffered an emotional pain that is so strong, it changes the way they live, and that it's usually a result of an unpleasant event. Okay, I can, I can accept that. So I started thinking, okay, it changes the way you live. And there's no question in my mind that breast cancer changes the way most people live. It, at the very least, it changes the lens through which you see life. Now, whether you act on these feelings and make a change, it could go either way. And so let me tell you both sides, what I see and what I work with and try to offer you some suggestions that might help you if you're on either side of the spectrum. But when I think about that broken and feeling like something has happened to you and that it's so deeply traumatizing, it changed the way you live. That can happen on a negative side. And what I mean on the negative side is that you have these thoughts that you're crushed, you're different, your life has changed, your innocence has been taken from you, it's unfair, you've been singled out somehow by the universe, you're angry that it happened to you, you're frustrated, you're unsure of your future and dealing with a lot of fear. All of those things lead people to withdrawing from life. And everything I just said are things that I have heard from survivors. And so that in turn causes them to withdraw from life. And it's a, this vicious cycle. So much fear about the idea that it may come back and they may lose their life, that they don't live their life now. So much anger that life was taken from them and changed that they don't live life now, which is all we have. So when we get stuck in that negative part, if we're feeling like this emotional trauma was so deep that we change the way we live on this negative skew and our life gets smaller and smaller. And I want to offer that this is not broken, friends. This is in pain. Okay. This is emotional pain. And very, very few humans, I think there's some lucky ones out there who may have had parents or mentors or someone when they were young in life that helped them see that the way they think about these things could change their experience of them. But most of us, no, that's not what happened. So are you a broken human being? Absolutely not. You're someone in pain who doesn't know how to process that. 
And so this is, if you find yourself on that side and you hear this word, oh, I'm broken, and you think that you identify with that, then let me offer this. You are whole and you are worthy and you are in pain. A lot of times what can keep you stuck in that place is that you don't have a great support system. You may have people around you who don't understand or aren't open and empathetic to what you're going through, and they may just be going to that that first resort that people do when we survivors finish treatment, just be normal. What's your problem? Why are you acting weird? Why can't you just be like you used to be, right? That's not a great healthy support system. And I highly encourage you, if that's something you experience, to reach out because you are not alone and it is okay that this horribly traumatic, life-threatening experience scared the bejesus out of you and you don't know how to process it. So it's okay to reach outside of your immediate circle and find support. Find support in things like a local hospital, find a coach, find a therapist, find a support group, anything where you can listen to other women. You may or may not yet feel comfortable sharing your experience, your emotions, your thoughts, but read about others, listen to others, and know that you're not alone. And whatever it is you're feeling is exactly what you need to be feeling now. And you just need to learn how to process that. Okay. What happens that keeps us in this negative skew is that you don't have the communication skills to even explain what you're actually going through. And I don't mean that to say like, oh, you don't know how to speak. You're illiterate. That's not what I'm saying. It's that this can be so deep and so much that it can be difficult to grasp the emotional feelings, the physical feelings, the sensations in your body and put them into words that really capture what your experience is now. And honestly, again, I think that something that is so beneficial in that place where you may be saying to yourself, I don't even know how to put this into words. And I've heard this before. And bravo, what a brave step for the women who have come to me who are just like, I'm in pain. And I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to start. I don't know what it is. I just know I don't feel good. And life is getting smaller and smaller. And I'm cutting myself off from the things I enjoy. Because friends, that doesn't support healing. Cutting yourself off from your joy does not support healing. And you're thinking, well, you know, I was finished treatment. I'm fine. No, we're healing every day. We're supporting our body's ability to heal and be healthy every day. So whether you are in treatment or you have an active disease or you have no evidence of disease, you are the shepherd of this body. And you are the one that is in charge of supporting it in a way to continually have the ability to heal, have a strong immune system, be healthy, vibrant, glowing, energetic, all those things for you because you deserve that experience. So sometimes it can just be that. And when you get into a support group, read books, listen to podcasts, reach out in whatever way you are comfortable with, then you start to learn how to verbalize that a little bit more. You start to learn how to take these sensations and emotions that are in your body and give them words. And when you give them words, then you can release them. 
And then that helps that pain. It takes the edge off. And a little bit at a time, the pain gets less and less intense. And you understand how to process it, not to stuff it, not to ignore it, how to process it, how to take it, feel it, look at it, and let it go. And that's a very, very big step. Okay. And another thing is that when we're in this place, oftentimes we get very stuck in our head. So when I work with women who have gone down this negative idea, this negative emotional pathway and accepted this idea of I'm broken, well, if you're broken, that's like, I'm not whole anymore. Something's broken. I'm beyond repair here. Like I am broken. Okay. How do you take action there? How do you get out of that place? Right? So in that place, oftentimes it can be that you're thinking about things you want to do, but you're in so much pain and that pain is being masked because you're just saying I'm broken, which is kind of like being in a place in life that you're not comfortable with or having a habit or doing something that's not serving you, but yet you continue to do it. And then you say to yourself, I don't know why I do it. I don't know why I do it. Well, saying I don't know why I do something is never going to get you to figure it out. If that's the case with you, or you know you're in pain and you just say, well, I'm broken, then that doesn't help you to say, where's that pain coming from? Saying, I don't know why I do this, a better question to ask yourself is, if I did know why I'm doing this, what would I say? Because you know why, and the answers are in you. Sometimes we're not ready to admit why, but you know why. And then there's that, just the thinking about taking action to do something for yourself, masking that and putting a bandaid on with this, I am broken. And then that's acceptable, right? And people around you, it's like, oh yeah, you know, she went through a horrible thing and she's just, she's just broken now. Like she's just going to be different now forever. Versus step back and say, I'm in so much pain. I can't see my way through it. Let me get somebody to help me in quicksand and I need a hand, a rope, a ladder, something, right? So we've got to be careful with the language we use because when we say something like I'm broken, well, where do you go from there, right? And, and, and you have to ask yourself, what does that really mean? Because that's like a high level description. I'm broken. Okay. What does that mean? And then answer that question for yourself. What does that mean? It means that I don't feel the way I used to. Okay. What feels different? Well, I'm afraid of everything. Okay, tell me about that fear. Let's get down into the pain, but let's not keep it up at this high level of giving it a label that just excuses any kind of attention when what you need most is attention. Okay? So if this is a tree and broken is at the top, we've got run branch that's going to negative emotion. And then that's the pathway that we go that we just discussed. There are ways out of it. And those are the ways. Increase your support system. Look for a better support. Reach out. Improve your communication skills. Listen to other people. Talk about it. See what resonates with you. Find the words to talk about the feelings and sensations in your body. And take action to help yourself. You must take action to help yourself. We can sit here and think about things all day long. But until we get up and put ourselves in that uncomfortable place of reaching out and taking action, nothing will change. All right. The other branch is a positive branch in a way, right? 
Let's say we go back to that definition that says changes the way you live life. Well, breast cancer certainly changed the way I live life, but it didn't change it from a negative perspective. It changed it in a way where I saw, wow, the life I'm living right now is not going to do it for me. I want more. I want something different. I'm completely changing the direction, the trajectory of my life at the age of 50, right? I finished my treatment and my reconstruction and I was walking one day on there, my poor husband, the hell I put him through. And I'm walking with my husband. And I said, listen, I've decided to go back to college. Come on, any of you that have gone to college, you know, that's very time consuming. I was working full time. We were newly married and he was like, uh, I'm not a hundred percent on board with this. And I said, I've got to do it. I'm going back to college. I want to study health coaching, health sciences and health coaching. I'm going to work with breast cancer survivors and I need to go back and get this degree to feel good and know that I can understand what this behavior change, nutrition, exercise, all the things behind this health coaching and life coaching is about. And he was like, uh, what the heck? You're 50 years old. Yeah, I am. And I'm going to change the way the next decade of my life looks. Okay. So it can be positive. Well, then what happens? There's a lot of stuff you have to go through. So even if you're thinking, well, this changed me and because it changed me, I want my life to go in a different direction. Then a lot of people get stuck because how do you redirect life? How do you start to be different, right? Let's say that you're married or you have children or you've had a job for however long and you just decided this no longer serves me. How do you make the change? How do you make the first steps? And here's what I hear often. I've already got a great life. I should just be grateful. I shouldn't want something different. I should just be happy with what I have. I don't even know the next step to do. So you know what? I should just be grateful. And meanwhile, there's this little seed of something inside of you. And it's just burning away and burning away. And it's saying, come on, come on. You saw this. You know this. You feel this. You want something else. It's okay to walk through the fire. It's okay to not feel guilty. You know, I feel guilty because I want to change my life and make it better when I should just leave it status quo where it's comfortable for everyone. I don't think so. I think that we need to find a different way to look at that, that you offer even more. I guarantee you, I bring more to the table for my marriage and my children and in my family now than I did before I had breast cancer because I followed that path that spoke to me. So when we feel that feeling, that positive side of something was so severe that it changed the way that I'm looking at my life, these things can come up. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't feel like this. And be careful of those shouldn'ts because more importantly, say to yourself, I feel like this. Wow. I feel this thing happening. I feel this need. I feel this desire. I feel this compulsion to do this thing. Notice that, right? Be very curious about it and start to explore it. And sometimes we have to realize, I'll tell you the story. One time my daughter was uh, in a relationship and she was very unhappy. And I hear this, I should say my daughter, so many women I know, and I'm guilty of it myself. And yet she would say, but he's not a bad person. 
and he hasn't done this bad thing or that bad thing or this bad thing. And I said to her, someone doesn't have to be a jerk for them to not be the right person for you. It's okay. That's what the decision we get to make in life. We get to say, this isn't right for me. Maybe it was right for a little while, but now whatever has shifted, changed, grown, evolved, it's no longer right. And that doesn't mean anyone's a bad person, anybody's horrible. It just means this doesn't serve me anymore. This doesn't feel right. And that's the same thing that can happen with life. We can have a great job. We can be doing, we're living in a great place. And then suddenly we go through this breast cancer, we see life differently and we think, this doesn't fit anymore. But it's not horrible. So I should just be grateful. I should just be happy. Or maybe you should just go with the flow. Maybe you should just start to explore. It's okay that something isn't horrible if it doesn't suit you anymore. We can evolve and change, and we can take steps to help life evolve and change with us. So a very important thing to realize is that if you find yourself on this branch of the broken tree, that you can keep experimenting, be very curious, and that you don't have to talk yourself out of the way you feel. If you feel like you need change, reach out to people who have maybe followed that path, who've accomplished the change that you think you may want to accomplish. We have to realize that we can investigate life without committing. We can say, you know, I think I may want this change in my life. It's really speaking to me right now. Let me learn about it. Let me dabble in it. Let me read about it. Let me meet other people who have done it. And that doesn't mean you have to quit your job, sell the house, move out, and start a new life, right? It means you get to explore what you think might serve you better in this new phase of your life. And when we overthink it and we stop ourselves, we get in our own way and we stop ourselves and we're the biggest roadblock in our own life sometimes. So I'm going to leave you with this idea to start off October. Don't own ideas and theories and labels that don't fit you, all right? Other people's ideas and perceptions don't belong to you. Don't pick them up if you don't want them. If you feel like you are on either side of this broken label, if you feel like the experience you've just had has changed you so deeply that you want to live life differently or that you find yourself living life differently and you want to change that. Know that there is support. There are other people. You are not alone. And there are so many tools and so many amazing opportunities and women who have walked this path before you who would love to support and help you. And I know for sure I am in that group. All right. I hope that helps you. And, you know, come and join me in the Becoming You program. And that is definitely something that helps along all of these points that I just talked about here today. Or come and check out the Better Than Before Breast Cancer Life Coaching Membership every month. 
amazing group of women. We come together multiple times over the month. We look at different topics every month. We're working on wellness now. It's incredible. It's just so, so many aspects to deep health that are so fascinating. And we have so much ownership in that area of our life. We can make so much change and, and create so much support for ourselves that it's truly amazing. So you can check that out at the breastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash life coaching, or come join my free Facebook group, the Breast Cancer Recovery Group, where you can talk to, I think there's nearly a thousand breast cancer survivors in there now to offer support and encouragement and inspiration to each other. All right. And I will talk to you again next week. Until then, please be good to yourself. Take care. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.